Welcome back, friends, to another episode of Cops Don't Like Donuts. I'm here with my co-host, Tom Costello. Hello. And as always, I am Bill Dempsey. Uh, Tom, as always, uh, we do have a good one. Unfortunately, today's subject is, uh, it's rough. Yeah, this is not an amazing uh, topic. No. Uh, So a couple days ago, up here in uh, Michigan, in Oxford at the high school, we had a, a school shooting. So... This one really hit close to home. This is definitely, you know, right in our backyard. For sure. So we wanted to we wanted to just kind of talk about it and go over a few things with you folks. Uh, I know it's still very preliminary, but there's some information out there. And, you know, Tom and I had a few things that we wanted to share with you. For sure. Yep. So let's get it. go okay all right uh tom you're going to help me out a little bit with this one Uh, i'm ready this one yeah so uh, the energy is a little tough on this one to get you got me agree yeah no i'm 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 in the same boat right this this is tough yeah so uh anyway we want to talk about the oxford high school shooting oxford michigan and as of right now as it stands Amongst the victims, four of them have passed away. So just really quick, just wanted to uh, put those names out there real quick. Number one is Hannah St. Juliana, 14. Madison Baldwin, 17. Justin Schilling, 17. And Tate Meyer, 16. From from Tom and I, our our hearts break for those families. Can't even imagine. No, really it's have really no words. And we, I have no words. It's really bad. And uh, just taking yeah. that that quick moment. And I and I wanted to to name uh, the people in this and and not the person responsible for this um, because he deserves nothing. So um, I just wanted to uh, you know put those names out there. And just have everybody remember those names instead of the names that we're going to hear pretty soon coming up. You know, the trial or whatever is going to happen. But we're going to be bombarded with that stupid name. So we should uh, all remember uh, this name. And I definitely, like you said, I kind of remember his name just from, you know, looking up the details and stuff. But I will Mm -hmm. not be using that. No. Because like you said, he deserves zero uh, mention at all mm-hmm. it just it not only breaks my heart it it infuriates me it makes um, me like i don't even know what to say because you know we both have uh kids in in school and it's uh you know what they're going through like mentally like i can tell you what my son is like he's like pissed off he can't even go to freaking school without having this mm-hmm. in the back of his mind like it it's it's horrible, and it's it, it makes me sad and infuriated at the exact same time. So 
while I'm crying, I want to punch a wall. Like, it's so insane to me. And it keeps on happening. My son sent me a, a little thing when he was a senior, 2018. There were 45 incidences throughout the country. Incidences. I don't even want to say incidences. There are 45 murders uh, within schools, school children killing other school children. You know, that's one a week or whatever it was. It was absolutely insane, and we don't want to get there again. And, like, I I don't even know what to say. It's just completely ridiculous is the wrong word, but it's it's insane. It doesn't, you know. None of this should be happening. No, and, and we can talk about our, our personal situations, like in the Detective Bureau, what, how we handle threats like this and and from road officers getting calls from maybe other departments or something coming to help out and making arrests on these, on these threats that uh, people are posting on social media and such. And then, uh, you know, what I guess really quickly, it just popped into my head, like we didn't talk about this during pre-production, but... Just if, you know, I've, we've, I've got some student listeners, you know, and uh, if you hear something that could possibly happen, don't, don't hold on to it. Tell someone that, that's involved, you know, t- tell a school official somehow. Tell, you know, if you can't, if you can't talk to your parents, tell another parent. Tell someone. Don't tell another student because it could just go under the rug. Tell somebody, I don't want to say important, but tell somebody, some sort of official. And uh, yeah, don't, don't hold so on many, to it. There's so many people you can talk to. And mm-hmm. uh, I know one thing that we ran into a lot uh, working the road was people worried about being a snitch. Mm-hmm. There's, there's this, uh, you know, this code mm-hmm. that lasts, and, and Tom, you stop me when I'm wrong. I will. Don't ever stop me. It lasts until the jail cell door. Tell me I'm wrong. The snitch part? The code yeah. lasts up until the jail cell door because after that, <laughs> they, start s- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. they start singing like a bird. Yeah, so that's a, that's a when tough you sound think that, to hear. That your buddy... Yeah, and depending on the situation, you know, we may mm-hmm. we may close it a, lo- a little more forcefully to put an exclamation point on their situation. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you think your buddy's got your back once he's incarcerated, you are mm-hmm. sadly mistaken, my friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but the point to that is, if you hear something and you know something, tell somebody. You yeah. will you will not be deemed a snitch. You if you stop something, you will be deemed a hero. Yeah. So yeah. and it doesn't do really matter what, what label you put on it. It's it, it's got to be done. It has to be done because, you know, I I I would never ever want to be in those parents position right now and uh on any side, honestly. On, you know, the bad guy side or or, you know, Tate's side. I, I don't I don't want to be on any any side whatsoever. And it's just horrible. And they there are programs out there um that you can anonymously tell school officials, uh, especially with the social media. You know, you want to get on your social media and and tell people that. That's uh, that's one way to do it. But you you gotta you gotta tell somebody. Yep, for sure. And T- tell somebody important, some some official. You know. Yeah, for sure. And I and I will respectfully, you know, disagree a little bit, only on the label. 
because I do think it is important. I think that could stop a lot of, especially young people, from saying that mm-hmm. to somebody because they they don't want to be deemed a snitch. And trust me, it's not being a snitch. It's just about doing the right thing. And you would never ever want on your conscience the fact that you knew something didn't tell somebody and something happened. No. Trust me on that one. You will be a hero if uh, you do say something. And as far as the school goes, we talked about this before the show a little bit. It's very preliminary, but uh, the school itself, there's a responsibility on the on the school side. Not, and I'm not just talking about Oxford. I'm talking about schools in general to act on these things. And, yeah. you know, we, we dealt with the school for a long time. And a lot of times they are reluctant to turn things over to us. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they want to handle things in yeah. internally. Yeah. Not in our, uh, not in our backyard. Our, our school is good. We don't have that stuff to that's going on. Yeah. 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 That, so and I that's terrible. That. And, and that's absolutely terrible. And um, we had meetings, you know, when, when we were there as uh, administrators and stuff uh, meetings with, uh, you know, the superintendent and, and principals and stuff. And we're like, Hey, you know, anything that comes down, you got to let us know. And they were pretty good about it uh, for the most part. Yeah. I mean, like we're saying that there, there are ways out there, you know, uh, say something. It's one of the resources that, that you can use anonymously to tell your school that something's happening. It's, it's very important not to, not to hold that stuff in because as we learn, and I don't have an exact percentage or a scientific percentage, but the vast majority of these uh, murders and terrorism situations, somebody knew about it prior to. Yeah, yeah. So for Dum Dum, the prosecutor has already said that she will be charging as an adult. I don't want to say obviously, but stranger mm-hmm. things have happened. So mm-hmm. they are doing that. As of now, there's some lesser charges as well, but mm-hmm. the main one is that one count of uh, domestic terrorism Mm -hmm. and four counts of first degree murder. Premeditated murder, right. Premeditated first degree, yep, which is Mm -hmm. for Michigan, you know, life in prison without parole. Mm -hmm. Correct. On each one of those counts. Uh, The the domestic terrorism, if you'd have to go back to your your DB days, I don't know what the penalty on Mm -hmm. that one is. I know it's heavy, but... uh, Yeah, I... Man, I'm struggling to remember. It really doesn't matter. Like you said, uh, it's a multi-year felony. I was yeah. pretty sure it's, it's a 10-year, but it could be a 20-year felony. Uh, I'm just, I just don't recall. And that's a bad one, obviously. But the premeditation, you know, that's that's the kicker, um, mm-hmm. and uh, rightfully so, because as they have learned through this investigation, uh, and it's still preliminary, and we don't want to. We don't want to say anything that we don't know for certain, but for certain, uh, they found evidence, concrete evidence that this was a planned event. And that's why the, the first degree murder charges is coming down pretty easily, actually. Yeah. And I do know that uh, the part of the decision process on those charges were literally the the images, the video surveillance from the school, uh, mm-hmm. just showing how he uh, executed this attack, the mm-hmm. things that he said. You know, at one point he he posed as a, a sheriff's deputy trying to get into a room. Correct. So yes. Yes. You know, things like that. And then mm-hmm. the one student that was in the room 
they kind of did a little interview and, you know, mm. they, the students told him, we don't really feel comfortable. And you can hear this in the video. I don't feel mm -hmm. comfortable. And he's like, no, I'm the sheriff's office. Open up. It's okay. The student again told him we don't feel comfortable. And he basically said, no, come on, open the door. Look at my badge, bro. Yeah. And then you can hear a student saying, no, he said, bro, it's not the officer. It's not an officer. Yeah. So they didn't, uh, they did not open that mm -hmm. door. Yeah, um, great, great for those kids. Great for those kids. They stood up and they had the hood spot to uh, challenge authority. You know who they thought was authority. You know they they initially yep. could have thought it was the sheriff's department. And they're like, "Hey, dude, like, no, we're not ready. We're not ready to come out. Like, this is crazy." Yeah, and uh, yeah, for sure, it was, it was great. And the, it was great. They could have easily just said, "Okay, thank you," you know, and open up the door. Uh, but yeah. those those kids. Save lives right there. Oh, for sure. Which yeah. the uh, the protocol is once the authorities knock on the door and tell you it's okay, mm -hmm. you open up and let them in. Mm -hmm. And uh, for our listeners, and like you said, we do have quite a few student listeners. If you don't feel comfortable, there's no officer, deputy, uh, state police officer that's going to be mm -hmm. out behind that door getting angry with you because you don't feel comfortable opening it. No, so, it, it will never happen. Absolutely not. No, absolutely. everybody if is on do, social media, right? They're they're gonna they're gonna see somehow, you know. And and I applaud those kids. I'm like, hell no, I'm not coming out. No way. They're like, okay, yep. you know, who knows what they could have done, you know, uh, loudspeakers or whatever, you know, they would have been told somehow officially. Uh, but fan, uh, fantastic by those kids. It's great. Yeah, the wife's niece. Her children, her two of her kids go to Oxford High School. They were involved in this. Oh, it's and, terrible. It's terrible. Oh, it's it's yeah, I, I don't even know how how yeah, it's I'm I'm I have no words for that. But the the one uh son, he was in one of the classrooms. Now I don't know if it was that one, but mm -hmm. uh the my initial report from that side of the family was that they were trying the door. The uh the idiot was trying the door of his classroom and he mm -hmm. couldn't get in, so I guess he moved mm -hmm. on, or I don't know if he was in that one, but you know, I I can't imagine. And you know, Tom, you and I have talked about it. We we know what fear is like. We've been on the job and been scared many times, and yeah. to have that feeling in the school, yeah. you talk about having that like almost helpless feeling. And the kids, and these are kids, kid you know, kids. They they right. did a great great job mm -hmm. uh, barricading. One student. Well, you know what? I do. I do want to talk about Tate a little bit, if we can. I you swear know. to God, I was just going to say that. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, this is a kid uh, that we really need to talk about. Yeah. So, and I think everybody knows the story, but for the listeners, if you haven't heard, uh, Tate yeah. was one of the victims. He he actually rushed the gunman mm -hmm. when this attack. At, at some point, when it first started, he tried to disarm. Mm -hmm. the person that was, you know, I, I don't mm -hmm. even say his name ever, but uh, he tried to disarm the shooter. And mm -hmm. of course he, he was hit the killer. Yep. Yeah, the, mm -hmm. the coward. Mm -hmm. And he was hit and he did, he did pass away in a patrol car on the way to the hospital. Right. Right. So uh, that police I mean, he arrived pretty quickly and they scooped him up and threw him in a patrol car and, yeah. He just uh, he didn't make it on that one. Uh, but you talking about somebody who goes above and beyond and, and, you know, obviously saved lives because in that instant with him trying to rush or disarm, you know, who does he put the focus on? He puts the focus on yep. himself 
and then that allows for other kids to get away. And uh, yep. it's it's something that uh, it rips my heart. It just rips it. And uh, that dude. So I Tom, can't is- stand the 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 hero label. I really can't. I have to be honest with you. I really can't stand. It. I think it's thrown around too much. Except in this situation, this is the pure definition. Yeah, of a hero. Yeah, for sure. For sure. This is so. This is literally the all those military stories where they win the Congressional Medal of Honor because they jumped exactly. on a grenade that fell in there. This is that guy. This, this guy is it. A hundred percent, the definition of a hero, and I can't this, say it enough. Tate Meyer. This guy was so. When you throw around old, when people throw around the hero definition, I want you to think of Tate. And if your yeah. definition of hero doesn't fall as Tate Meyer does, then it doesn't apply because this is the definition right here. Yeah, this dude. 100%. This dude said, "I'm going to stop this." Uh, I would love to know the backstory and about how it actually went down. I really want to know that, but I don't know if I'll ever know that. Regardless, he saved who knows how many lives. Who knows how many? That yeah. all that time, all that time gave other students time to run. You know, one get one get, saved one get cover. Right. Yep. Yep. It's it's, um, it's amazing. It's yeah. it's really amazing. Heart wrenching. Makes me want to throw up. It's like all these emotions wrapped into one. It goes. It goes to. Uh, I think it speaks volumes about the parents as well. Don't know the backstory, but I know that something something went right for uh, Tate Meyer and the way mm-hmm. he was raised and his thought process because the dude literally jumped on a grenade and was going to mm-hmm. save his platoon. And mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, that should be the definition in the dictionary of a hero. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They're Meyer. thinking, um, talking about naming the stadium after him. That would be amazing. You know, he mm-hmm. just, he just won uh, some accolades for football, which was mm-hmm. phenomenal. And I, you know, I don't, it, it's no comfort. It doesn't give any, you know, solace to the parents, mm-hmm. but I mean, I, I don't, yeah, I'm going to leave yeah, it there. I, I know it doesn't, I know, it doesn't we comfort don't. them, but yeah, when, when you, when you hear that about your kid, it, mm-hmm. you know, I, I cannot applaud that man enough. Mm-hmm. Tate Meyer definitely, he was a man and it is yeah. absolutely amazing. I think. Uh, from re- initial reports, and again, this is all preliminary. So Tom and I are not—we're not trying to put too much out there because it's preliminary reports so far. Yeah, uh, I don't. Did inter- we're not going to speculate or anything like that. But there are, no. you know, pretty concrete stuff going on right now. So so far from the video, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. So those we can speak to because that's already mm-hmm. caught on video. And they did interview one student. You know, I think it was on CNN. They did interview one student from the school, and he did mention that they were using that kind of new concept, newish training. I don't know if it was ALICE or Mm -hmm. AVERT or Mm -hmm. one of those new acronyms, but it's not the, you know, duck and cover on your desk anymore and just hide Mm -hmm. and wait. You know, it's lock doors, barricade the door. Mm -hmm. Um, And the one student did say that we, we all at first, it was this mind numbing, like, I, wait a minute, mm-hmm. what, you know, mm-hmm. is this a drill? Uh, yeah. What do I do? And he said, once that was gone, mm-hmm. then we realized, 
And, you know, some people just, uh, and rightfully so, you know, they, they continue to just kind of freak out. And then some other students were trying to calm them down. But then mm-hmm. he said that a lot of us, we grabbed scissors, we grabbed mm-hmm. calculators, we grabbed anything that we could throw in case the shooter got through our barricade. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, that that one student was in the, that room and Knucklehead did shoot through the door trying to get in. And I guess yeah. one, one bullet lodged in a desk, but he never he never got in. But the students were ready, which is yeah. good. So you're not yeah. doing that, you know, lockdown cover under your desk and then wait for the fish in a barrel. You know, right. so, yeah. Yeah. So that, that, was, that's great. that was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, boy. Now, yeah. So the coward was in with the parents and school administrators the day before and the day of for some behavioral issues. Correct. So right. we that actual this. day that the, the, the school brought mm-hmm. the parents in that actual day, the morning of two, so two to three hours later, That's two to three so hours crazy. later, he was, he was committing this uh, act of cowardice. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do, they do now have a journal. Correct. From his back, from his backpack, uh, you know, kind of said, basically, this is what I want to do. And this is how I'm going to do it and things like mm-hmm. that. So kind of laid out his plan. So he had his, he had his manifesto in his backpack. Mm-hmm. And there's some social media things. And I understand now someone will have to write in or get a hold of us if this is incorrect, but they did have some trouble with him. Well, the report was he's cut the head off several deer and several squirrels. Yeah, I did hear that as well. Which is very textbook. That's not, yeah, that's not good at all. No. So, and I don't know how it was found out that that's been going on, but if that's your kid and that's going on, you need to have a serious conversation with your kid at that time. Uh, yeah. Obviously before that, but um, you need to sit down and have uh, a serious heart-to-heart talk with, with the with your kid. And yeah. uh, real quick, and on, on Oxford, you know, just the, the city of, it is uh, a crazy, small-town, affluent, just gorgeous city. And it's, to say shocking is, is it's not even the right word. Yeah, uh, you, you literally can't even believe it. No. You literally right. can't believe that, that it happened. So it goes to show it can happen anywhere. And I, I wanted to get to the backpack, the, the social media, the things mm-hmm. like that. And I just wanted, I wanted to say, and I know this will ruffle some feathers, which I'm completely okay with, mm-hmm. but um, parents, you, you've got to know what's in those backpacks. You mm-hmm. like, uh, there's no uh, friends. There's no search warrant needed to enter that backpack to go into that kid's room, to look through their phone. Uh, The last I checked, most everybody is paying for those kids' phones. Mm -hmm. That's your phone. That's on your plan. You're the one paying for it. Now, I understand, and I guess I need to head off this uh, feedback right from the get-go. I understand you don't want to run this thing like, you know, Gestapo, but I don't understand why and I don't want to. I don't want to put blame necessarily. And, I, and I'm not trying to be politically correct because whatever charge we'll talk about this in, in a minute here. Whatever charges come down later on for those parents, that's on them. Yeah. But I, I, I don't want to try and you know 
make it their fault. All I'm saying is, folks, know what's going on with your kid, especially in this day and age when, you know, it seems like half the life is just with your face in a computer screen or your phone. And that is your, that's your social interaction. And it, it really has caused some problems for us mm-hmm. in, in this society, this, in this generation, Clearly, that lack. And I think we talked about it before, Tom, yeah. that, that lack of people skills, mm-hmm. people don't know how to interact anymore because now they can, they're keyboard warriors. They mm-hmm. can say whatever they want because they're not right in front of somebody. And, um, I I'll have to paraphrase it, but the the one person he was on, I think it was on social media, and, and he made a post saying that we have created a generation of people that can disrespect somebody without getting punched in the face. Mm-hmm. Mike Tyson, yeah, that's his quote. Yeah, yeah, and you you know what? He's right. Mm-hmm. When you can be miles and miles away and just say whatever you want, in mm-hmm. in his day, in our day, if you wanted to do that. You were face to face, and mm-hmm. yeah, you have freedom of speech, one hundred percent. But there's also consequences for your actions. <laughs> you have freedom of black eyes too. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and whoever does that, they can answer for it later on. But mm-hmm. you still had to pay that initial price for your mouth, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and nowadays, they can just sit back and tick 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 send. Right. Hey, yeah. look look at me! I called him out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that doesn't. That's not how this works. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and you gotta, you do have to be involved, and you gotta, you gotta talk to your kids, and uh yeah, and uh, just lock up your shit, man. Lock it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Lock, yeah, lock up your that's gun. Definitely, that's definitely one thing we mentioned. Um, charges for the mom and or dad mm-hmm. that you know allowed access to the gun. Tom, you and I. I don't even want to say we do CPL classes anymore. I only say mm-hmm. that to qualify this statement is the only reason I say mm-hmm. it. But when we do our class, that is one of the points that we just hammer home. Mm-hmm. Like literally, that's one of the things that I, I tell people, uh, locking your gun up. Okay, this is my recommendation. It needs to be in a gun safe with a biometric lock, a retina scan, you have to give a blood sample to get into it. Mm-hmm. That is my, as far as the class goes, that's what I am telling you to cover my mm-hmm. own butt. Now, yeah. obviously there's got to be a happy medium somewhere. However, the point to that is if somebody who is not authorized to get to that weapon gets to it and uses it, you are responsible for that. Yeah. So, it comes and, down to responsible gun ownership. Yeah. And in the same sort of uh, sentence, I do want to say, know your child, communicate with them, and do a little education, you know, of, yes, I have this in the house. Yes, this is the reason that I have this in the house, whatever your reason is. You know, depending on how old they are, maybe you can take them out to the range and show them the correct way to use things. That You know, sometimes people think that this is a video game. You know, and you can you can show them that this isn't video games. This is real. You know what I mean? Do a, a little education does will never hurt, um, but in general, you can't yeah can't have access. Well, to that to that point, as far as knowing your kids and being involved, and you know, making mm-hmm. sure you know what's going on, I want to do an unsolicited 
plug here for uh, Lieutenant Colonel Grossman mm-hmm. and his book on killing, and especially the part about the video games, like sure. you were just talking about, sure. and the effect that it has on the young developing mind. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to leave it at that. But ladies and mm-hmm. gentlemen, I would definitely, definitely ad- advise you to at least check out that book and at least read that part. Uh, he goes into very depth in this guy, uh, Lieutenant Colonel from the Army. He taught at West Point. He was a ranger. Like this guy is, he knows what he's talking about and he has done his research. So that's definitely a, a good read, especially yeah. that one part. So that's a good read in general. Uh, he's an amazing, amazing speaker. And oh my um, gosh, I 100% yeah. recommend that, uh, that book for sure. Look at you, Bill, yeah. talking about books. Nice. Yeah, you caught me. Wow. I read it. Are there in pictures in that book? No, no. I was, I was surprised. Yeah, I did. However, I did color on a few pages, but yeah, other than yeah. that, I got I got through mm-hmm. it. Yeah, for sure. So I kept myself busy. And then, and and this one is tough, but I I do want to touch on it for one second, Tom, and then just you know chime in whenever you want. But it it bugs me when, and I'm going to say politicians, not just the Democrats, uh, not just Republicans, but this mentality that they never let a good crisis go to waste. They're they're now, they've all been on there spouting about more gun control. And this bugs me because I've always always hated these. The prosecutor in the case who's doing, I, I think, a wonderful job so far, but she made a statement and it's, quote, I will do everything to prosecute this case, ensure justice for the victims, and speak out for better gun laws. Mm-hmm. Uh, and end quote. Mm-hmm. Tom, I know those are elected positions, but can you just just focus on what's your job? And and I know we talked about it before on the show. That just chime in here. The gun laws they affect people who follow the law, and the laws are already in place. We've been teaching that for over a decade. Mm-hmm. about how you are responsible for somebody getting access to your gun. Those laws are already in place. Help it, me out here, Tom. It goes it goes deeper. Yeah, you're right. Um, they, they don't let a, a tragedy go to waste. And it goes deeper than that. It, it goes deeper. We need to have more home control, more reaching out for these troubled kids. These guns aren't going away. Let's just be honest, okay? So can we just get better maybe training for the for the gun owner for the like me and you talk to people all the time about this and uh it's a very serious thing owning a gun uh it's mm-hmm. a it's a very heavy sort of privilege it responsibility be, yeah it shouldn't be taken lightly and it's horrific actually i don't know i'm just i got to pump myself up here it's it's a bad it's a bad day today yeah um Governor Whitmer was on the news and, you know, she is quoted as saying gun violence is a public health crisis. You know, that's end quote. I can't, how do you, you can't disagree with that. Gun no, violence, not. gun violence is definitely a public health crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Mayor Lightfoot, well, she's a little busy in depositions right now, but when she's done with all that, you can ask her. Whitmer with the public health crisis, I understand that. But like we're saying, it's not about the guns. It's the fact of gun violence. In mm-hmm. other words, it okay, if you 
I, Tom, I don't want to make these, you know, silly arguments or whatever, but if you take them away, then you're going to be more like Great Britain or other countries and people are just going to get stabbed a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, there's people who are going to do these things are going to find ways to do them. And you hit the nail on the head perfectly. These guns are not going to go away. Yeah. It's it's almost, it's a Herculean task to even try and draft a plan mm-hmm. of how you would get rid of. Since, since the election and up to this point, I'm going to use a rough number. I know it's changed, but there were 3 million guns sold in this country since the election you know, it, mm-hmm. I don't want to say he was voted in, but apparently there were some things <laughs> that were counted. Dark. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so whenever whenever these people said, you know, and hey, like I've said before, Tom, when I die, do not let me vote Democrat. When when he got into office and was coming into office, you know how that goes. The market panics, people panic. It, it's it happens in every election, so it's not it it's does. not just this this ding dong, but. They so when they say, "Oh my gosh, he's going to take the guns," and then they go out and they hoard up all the toilet paper they get their hands on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the toilet so paper ridiculous. being guns. I, I, so, I hate that when that, you talk to educated people and they're like, well, "They're going to come and take your guns." I'm like, "Okay, that sit back, just sit back for a second and think about that." Yep. Like it's not happening. So nope. let's move on to the next topic. How about getting some education? How about getting some? Responsible gun ownership when the the bad guys are caught with an unregistered gun or a stolen gun or whatever, we throw serious charges at these people that stick. You know, now yep. uh, re- remember when this is a while ago now, it was it's a uh, felony firearm that, that was an added charge and it's mm-hmm. a mandatory two years. So whatever yep. you're charged with, if you get charged with a now, this is just Michigan. I don't know about other uh, states and if you want to uh, chime in on that. But Michigan, if you're charged with a firearm-related offense and you do get charged with um, felony firearm, that means when you are convicted, it's a mandatory two-year prison sentence. Mandatory two years. Yeah. It's not getting out on good behavior. It's nothing. It's mandatory two years on top of whatever the original charge what was for like uh, armed robbery or carjacking or whatever, mandatory two years over and above. Yeah. And so and it, like, maybe it, we need to revisit that. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I really don't except education, locking things up and, uh, and charging talk, people talk. Right, right now. We've seen Tom. Well, I, I want to interrupt you real quick. I'm going to interrupt you real quick. Yeah. So ch- the charge, the charging of people is after the fact. So, Numb nuts already killed people, and now he's getting charged, right? So that's after the fact. Something needs to happen prior to the charge. Yeah. Let's get involved prior to the charge. There's plenty of opportunities to get these kids in, uh, you know, rehabilitation, sort of therapy sessions, whatever it is. Know the signs. Know, you know, um, get your kid involved and have these other kids who are at these schools that may hear something, that might know something, speak up. Let's go. You know, it's not a bad thing to to get to talking, you know. Yeah, that, no, for it's, sure. It's get before it. the charge. So I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you're No, no, that's talk. all right. That's good. Yeah. No, uh, no, like we talked about just a few minutes ago, 
Know your kids. Know what's going on. Know what's in that backpack, in that notebook, yeah. in that bedroom, on that phone. Mm-hmm. And you know, and and you can you can judge your level of intrusiveness based on what's going on with your child. But sure. just know what's going on. And if you have that inkling in the back of your head, then it's full on, no search warrant needed. No. Tear everything apart to make sure that nothing's going to go out. And then get the kid the help they need. You know, I mean, it's, and like, like I said, we talked just again, not to repeat ourselves, just to reiterate, if you know something, you hear something, say something. Yeah, Um, pretty pretty simple. There's nothing, nothing about being a snitch or that's all garbage. I'm telling you folks, you, you think there's this like no talk rule. Mm-hmm. Tom, how many did you bring in in your career? I, I know for me, it was, what, I don't know, hundreds? And they they all started singing. Like maybe one-tenth of one percent were just that hardcore, and they're like, yeah, I ain't talking to you. Okay. Yeah, went, but Tom, which is fine. Yeah. Hey, man, you're, you're facing this. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, really? Yeah, it was Bill. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was with Bill, and he did it. I was just riding. Okay, mm-hmm. that's your buddy. That's your buddy who's don't snitch, man. Don't snitch. Mm-hmm. Guess what? He's he's telling everything about what you did mm-hmm. or she. So uh, the point is, young folks, old folks, middle aged folks, if you hear something, say something. It's not about yeah. it's not about being a snitch. It's about doing the right thing. It sounds so you, cliche. It sounds so silly. If you see something, oh say gosh. something. But it's a hundred percent true. Like I don't yeah. know how it ever got cliche. But nobody does it, so we need to start doing it. And uh, well, Tom, it goes, so it goes back it, to World War II. Like you know, loose lips sink ships. That mm-hmm. it's it just repeats itself because it is cliche, but it's uh, it's so true. It's like a it's a consistent fact. It's been through as as much history as I can remember. If if you know something, you hear something, say so, something to prevent so, something bad from happening. I can hear my son yelling at me right now. I can just hear him. And <laughs> so you get so you get these kids that get up get up enough courage to say something because uh, you know Bill is is acting a fool and he's making these threats or whatever and he's acting differently and they're like, hey, uh, school teacher, Bill isn't acting correctly and he's made these uh, vague sort of threats and I'm really concerned about it. And the school teachers, oh, that's nice, Johnny. We appreciate you standing up. Thank you. And that's where it stops. And that pisses kids off. And that pisses kids off. And we're saying this right now. It takes a lot of courage because they don't want to be snitched. They don't want to, you know, Mm -hmm. be an adult because they're not adults. They're kids. So they're going to take this to an adult who should do something about it. And then the, the adult lets them down. And so for all school administrators, teachers, whatever, every single one of these needs to be addressed. One of these meaning um, when kids bring thoughts and concerns to you, it needs to be addressed quickly and professionally and fully, like a full investigation. Mm-hmm. And, and it has to be taken very seriously. Because what what if it doesn't get taken seriously? Oh, I know, kids die, and that's yeah the most 
unacceptable thing that can happen. I can't think of anything worse. I really can't. It's horrific. It's horrible. And so it's going to come out, Bill. This is very, this is not even the tip of the iceberg right now. There's so much investigation going on right now that isn't part of the, isn't part of the public. It's going to come out and somebody knew, and it's going to be even more tragic than it already is. Mm -hmm. And that can't happen. Nope. When they start finding out the backstory and the the details and the the Mm -hmm. thoughts that were jotted down by this moron, it's just going to make it worse. Yeah, I, I really hate him. Make I really worse. hate him yeah, for making us do I this. Do too. I really do. Yep. It's so frustrating. I want to scream and cry at the exact same time. And uh, not that I've ever done that, but like, <laughs> it's so it's so horrible. Uh, and we gotta we gotta you know I, I don't know I don't know what to say. I was going to say we gotta get better, but how many t- how many times are we going to say this? Like, yeah. Uh, so school administrators, you know, and I've got. Uh, family in the schools that they work in the schools and yeah as a do i you you and i worked uh with the school uh when we were on the job there and i know for uh well uh, not that i know i did uh you know went to it was a a neighboring city but still in the same school district and knocked on the door arrested junior held held the house the search warrant was being signed and it was Tom. It was it was so stupid. But he he mouthed off, and mm-hmm. I think this the one I'm thinking of. It was an honor student, and somebody said something, mm-hmm. and the school actually acted on it. Which this is my point, administrators. You've got to act on these things, and you can't worry about some uh, snowflake parent suing you because you targeted their kid or yeah, you picked I don't on think- their kid or. I truly don't think they're they're thinking about that. I think they're thinking of negative media attention. That's my personal belief that, oh, uh, let's just say the Warren School District had a situation and, um, you know, now they're looking at it being like a a bad school district or whatever. Um, Yeah. They they don't want that negative press. Um, But, yeah, I've had several where we worked with the school administrators. We went into the house. We got search warrants. We got the the phone that actually made the threat. And guess what happened next? Domestic terrorism charges. Yep. Um, I remember that one specifically. Oh, yeah. I I had several. And I don't know. The the one that I went on. Yeah. And I don't know if these charges ended up, you know, going all the way through. But I can tell you they were charged with it. And that's not something you want as a 15-year-old on your record. No, uh, absolutely not. You know, you don't want an MIP, but uh, you also don't want a domestic terrorism charge. So no, that's that's going to stick with you for a long, long time, like yeah. your entire life. So uh, don't don't say stupid stuff. So yeah, administrators, these, please, yeah, they, please get involved and take that next step and call the police and let just like Tom's telling you, you yeah. you guys, we went into phones. Homes, search warrants huh. because a kid made a threat. Yeah, you know, um, and then it was the the one that I remember specifically going on. It was deemed not a credible threat, but he still mm-hmm. faced the domestic terrorism charge. Yeah, yeah, S- Same whether with- you meant it or not, right? It, it, he still got charged with it. So it's a different just, world, man. It's a different world. Oh my gosh. Uh, so. Yeah, you, you can't, <clears throat> excuse me. You can't uh, you can't be doing that. 
And yeah, for sure. And you know what? Uh, come to think of it, I don't recall any negative press on the ones that I had. I don't even know if they ever made it to the press as far as these no, the only- kids with the with the threatening situations. So, yeah. yeah really, just- the only one I remember is, uh, and this isn't the one that I went on specifically. There was another one, and the press was actually good. Mm-hmm. The press was actually, they they applauded the school district and the police department for acting so uh, swiftly yeah, and decisively. Yeah. That was the that was the press. So right. don't the the negative press is going to be right. from you not doing something. And I and I and I swear I hope that it comes out that Oxford School District did everything in their power before this. I hope that's I'm skeptical because I'm very I am skeptical. too. But I'm I'm trying to be Johnny Sunshine here, and uh, you know I, I hope it comes out that they were on top of everything. And you know every. Everything can't always be prevented. So I'm hoping this is the true. one that good point. They did, yeah, that's true. They they did what they could do and they were on top of this. And you mm-hmm. know, oh I, I hope and pray that that's, that's the way it goes. So yeah. And I, I also want to say that um when when we were doing it, we had an amazing relationship with other departments around us. So not all kids that go to your school live in that particular city. They, you know, especially nowadays, with you can go to any school you want, basically. Um, mm-hmm. So you have to work with other jurisdictions. And I can tell you from personal experience that when we worked with other jurisdictions, they were bending over backwards for us. Whatever you need, Tom, whatever you need. You need more guys? We'll go to the house for you. We'll sit on the house. We'll do some surveillance. Whatever it is. They were amazing. Absolutely amazing. And... uh I never, I never thanked them enough. And, um, so yeah. I just want to say that. So if we got other policemen out there and you're in a jurisdiction that uh, gets contacted by uh, a neighboring one, do everything in your power to help them out because this is very, very serious. Yeah. And I think that's a, I don't want to say it's standard. I'm sure there's different levels of support, but uh, I know the minimum level of support is phenomenal and it goes mm-hmm. up from there, mm-hmm. but uh, never, ever worry or uh, be hesitant to mm-hmm. not get law enforcement involved. School administrators, contact the resource officer. If you don't have one, contact the front desk. Say, hey, we need an officer here for uh, a situation and let them get involved because yeah. that's how these things can get squashed quickly. Yeah, That's another um, thing I really want to talk about is school resource officer. I don't think we have uh, no, let's, uh, another we'll show. another but- Another show. Let's, uh, you know, and I, I hate to coin too much from uh, Mike Rowe here, but I mean, come on, he is the he is the man. All right, uh, switch for that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Only one this show. You're getting better. <laughs> so it is it is time to land this plane. Yeah. Um, we we are going to uh, keep you guys up to date. We had we wanted to talk about Rittenhouse and Aubrey a little bit today with the actual mm-hmm. original show. Uh, we'll do that at a later time. But when Oxford came up, obviously, uh, it needed immediate attention. Well, at least there's and, no other trials going on right now. So we can talk about Rittenhouse and Aubrey because yeah. there's no other trial going on, is there? Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm actually surprised she made the trial. Uh, and and didn't kill herself when the cameras went off. <laughs> How can you do the rabbit ears? That was weird. Yeah, quote unquote. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so, yeah, we can get to that later on. But for right now with, you know, Oxford, again, Tom and I are, are, are we're thinking about you. Our hearts are broken. It, it's, it's ridiculous. Me, it's such uh, a tragedy, you know. Give me 30 seconds. So, Oh, here we go. No, no, this is – so I also want to talk about really quickly the officers that went to the scene. So mm-hmm. these men and women, uh, if you're listening, thank you, number one. Two, if they need to talk to somebody, they just go and do it. Uh, it there's no stigma ever anymore. I don't even know why we say that because there isn't. Sit down and because uh, – that situation would have been would have been a bad situation to to see firsthand. So, um, if they need to sit down and and get some counseling and some help and some just somebody to talk to, because I, you probably can't talk to anybody at home, and you can talk to people at your you know at your job, but you know sometimes that turns a little dark and stuff. Yeah. So, sit down and uh, and get the help that you need because. Uh, it's not going away. It'll always, 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 always be with you. So just uh, continue to get the help that you need because uh, we want you guys around for, for a long time. Yeah. And, I, you know, we'll, we'll definitely do an entire show on this. But uh, just to, I have to go along with Tom because it's, it's not – you go and you seek that help, just somebody to talk to to get it off your chest or, you know, help mm-hmm. you deal with it. That's actually tougher. That's actually, I don't want to say manly because it's, you know, not a gender thing, but it's actually tougher to do that than to suffer in silence because to step up and say, hey, to admit, I need some assistance with this. Mm-hmm. That's even tougher than trying to suffer alone. So like Tom's saying, go get the help. And most likely, I hope most departments have taken the policy now where they send you automatically which I think is a good thing. Uh, I know when we got back from 9-11, it wasn't even a question. Mm-hmm. You were sent to see the psychologist, mm-hmm. psychiatrist, and everybody went. Mm-hmm. So you could go and talk about anything you wanted, but the, the department provided a session for you. And that way there was no stigma of saying, I'm the one who asked to go. Everyone mm-hmm. is told, just go. It's the, the bill's on us. We'll take care of it. Go talk, do what you got to do, and everybody went. So, and I'm assuming that most places are that way now, and I hope so. You know, Sheriff Bouchard, if you're listening, um, offer those deputies just a just a little session where they can talk, just to make sure. Because l- luckily, they did not have to put that kid down, because uh, that would be, you know, it's dealing with kids was always my that was my Achilles heel. Mm-hmm. You know, adults are one thing, but when it's a child, that's always been my. Uh, that's been a tough one for me when it's kids involved. So, mm-hmm. uh, Tom, and I, I'm glad you said that, actually. That was well worth the 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. So Good. it was definitely worth it. Yeah. I think, and like I said, uh, we'll we'll keep you guys updated uh, throughout the future podcast here while this Oxford deal is is unraveling and they're getting to the bottom. We'll keep you updated. So um, we're not going to be able to get to our other topics today, which is fine. We'll do those on a, a different day. This was super important, so I'm glad we got into it. Um, we do have to do our uh, little segment here. We always do, so here we go. All right. Yeah, all right. Yeah. All right, let's pump it up. Let's go. go. <laughs> okay, this one, 
Uh, it's pretty good. And this kind of relates a little bit to us, you know, from our centerline roots. But uh, Sault Ste. Marie. Yes, I know her. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> you don't. But Sault Ste. Marie, the, the city was founded by Father Jacques Marquette oh. in 1668. Now, we have Marquette, oh, Michigan as well. I don't know why he didn't call Sault Ste. Marie uh, Marquette, but he didn't. So he he named it, or it was named for that whatever reason. But Sault Ste. Marie was founded by Father Jacques Marquette in 1668. It's the third oldest remaining settlement in the United States. Oh wow, that's awesome! I didn't know that. Yep. Hey, yeah, so uh, it, it do you remember who? Uh, do you remember who the chief of police was at Sault Ste. Marie? I <laughs> uh, I do. One of our one of our That's former right. co-workers. You what know, a small freaking world, Bill. Just think about that. Just think about that. One of the, I know. It's the, it's the oldest settlement in the United States, and small center line has the ex-chief of police of Sault Ste. Marie. That's crazy. Yep, yep, which he just retired from there as well. Yeah, so yeah. Chief, yep, Chief Riley took off after his career in Sault Ste. Marie and Centerline, and uh, now he's down south somewhere enjoying What retirement. a crazy world, man. It's a crazy it world. Is, it is crazy. That's so. funny. Well, anyway, uh, I didn't start it off with this, but uh, just so everybody knows, uh, today's show is being brought to us, as always, by Spartan Building Supplies. Spartan Building Supplies for all your roofing and siding needs. If you need something, call up, talk to Roger. They're based in Warren, Michigan, and they go where you go. Thanks, Roger. Uh, Tom? Yeah, thanks, Roger. And then today I'm going to do this, okay? It's it's still yeah. our segment, but I okay. changed it up a little bit. Okay. Oh, we got a okay. double whammy. Yes, public safety announcement for today. Okay. And, you know, we had, the, we had the hippo one and stuff, but this one, based on our topic, I just want to say, uh, uh, Tom touched on this about the officers, but I want to put this out there for the young folks, for everybody in general, but, you know, for the young folks that are in school and they're dealing with whatever they're dealing with, it's okay to step up and say you need some help. Uh, you can go to the counselors at your school at any time and talk to them. Uh-huh. So you you have access to that at your school Every day, all day, if you want to go somewhere outside of school, let your parents know. They can get you to where you need to go. If you think you have ideas, thoughts, problems, situations, issues that you just can't handle either on your own or just with your family, go to that next level and get the help. It is, it's tougher to do that. It takes more intestinal fortitude to step up and say, I need help from someone else to get through this uh-huh. than it than it is to try and deal with it on your own and and maybe maybe have it go really, really south. So the public safety announcement for today is if you need help, get help. Just like the song, the number 800-273-8255. 800-273-8255. You need to call somebody, talk to somebody, listen to the song by Logic, and uh, use the phone number. There you go. And what's that number for? Suicide Prevention Hotline, but that's just a general statement. If you want to talk to somebody, just call that number. There you go. They'll put mm-hmm. you in touch with the right people, or they'll listen to you, or they'll get you the help you need for sure. 
It doesn't just have to be because you have some suicidal thoughts. Correct. Something else is going on. Give us a number one more time, Tom. 800-273-8255. Awesome. I think that's a, that's a good way to end. I don't have anything else for him, Tom. How about you? See ya. Boom.